the majority of us are not able to have guilt be our primary motivator and be totally emotionally healthy and fine. Because in the process of letting guilt motivate us, we're actually allowing ourselves to be broken down and torn down by the inner voice that comes along with that guilt. Hi there, I'm Sarah Kornblit, founder of Thriving Working Mom. I'm a social worker and mother of four little ones. My goal is to be able to teach and inspire working moms to recognize that even with the stress or chaos or busyness going on, they can still find joy, peace, and fulfillment. Last week's episode sparked some really interesting discussion on social media. The topic was, I'm not a super mom, and really dove into that feeling that everyone else is more functional than we are, or looking around at a messy home or things that fall through the cracks and feel like, what's wrong with me, or this is just me. And the discussion that was sparked was about self-compassion and whether self-compassion will dampen your drive to problem solve and or succeed or get things done. And I'm so glad this came up. Today is the perfect day to address it. And it's actually interesting too, because one of the previous episodes about the myths about self-love also dove into this, but it bears repeating because this concept of feeling this fear that self-compassion or self-love is just gonna like totally eliminate our drive is something that can be scary for many people. Guilt can be a very, very successful motivator. Who wants to feel guilty? Who wants to feel bad about themselves? Even guilt, what, what is guilt? I mean, we think about it in the legal sense. Guilty means you did a crime, you did something bad. And so this desire to avoid that feeling of guilt or shame is a very strong desire. If we want, we can use that desire to run away from guilt as our motivation for what we do in life. Maybe some people are able to have that motivator and remain emotionally intact, and I'm happy for them. The majority of us are not able to have guilt be our primary motivator and be totally emotionally healthy and fine. Because in the process of letting guilt motivate us, we're actually allowing ourselves to be broken down and torn down by the inner voice that comes along with that guilt. For example, I actually, I'll, I'll talk, let me talk about actually something going on for me right now that I hope will illuminate this dilemma of self-compassion versus letting the guilt push you to get things done. So for me right now, I do not have childcare for most of the week for um, my toddler. And so she is home with me and she also didn't sleep well last night. And so I'm exhausted. And between not having childcare and being exhausted, there are things that are falling through the cracks. So let's look at the two roads that I have ahead of me. There's the guilt to push to succeed of, okay, I have these responsibilities. They need to get done. I cannot let excuses get in my way, right? This is the guilt voice. And then when I don't get things done, what is wrong with me? Why why can't I just get things done? Why can't I, you know, these tasks are clear. Why don't I just go through it and get these tasks done? Maybe that works for people. But for me, 
that would only make me feel badly about myself, which would long term hold me back. Because if I'm not whole and happy with who I am, then what is anything? The other road is self-compassion. I could say to myself, wow, Sarah, this is a really difficult situation. And yeah, I'm tired. And I'm the kind of person who needs like nine hours of sleep a night. And I need to have self-compassion and say, it's okay. Let's triage. Let me just get the three most important phone calls or texts or emails out. Or let me just get the things that are on a deadline that need to get done. Because it's a difficult situation. And it's not unique to me. As working moms, we have so many of these things that come up. We have something important going on at work and all of a sudden our kid is sick and we we can't send them to school. Or our kid is sick and then when they're feeling better, the next kid is sick. Or one of our kids wakes up middle of the night throwing up and needs a full bath or shower and the whole night is taken up and the next thing you know, it's the morning and you're exhausted. There are so many, and these are like a few small examples, but balancing all the responsibilities that we do is really challenging. And so having self-compassion is step one. We can also have a drive and a push to succeed and improve and problem solve and make our life more manageable. That's great. But the problem is, is when you build that on a foundation of guilt, it's like you're building in quicksand. I mean, I don't know if you're really building in quicksand, but the concept is it's not a solid foundation. When you're building on self-compassion, then all of your efforts to improve, it's coming from a place of constructive building. And the way I like to think of it is instead of guilt, instead of you know holding ourselves up to this um, bar of perfection and anything short of perfection is a cause for guilt or shame, I like to think of it as striving for excellence. For me, as a mom, as a social worker, as a everything I am in my life as a person, I want to be the best person I can be. That's honestly like my underlying everything. I want to be the best I can be in this one chance I have at life. And that translates to a goal of excellence, not perfection. And when I think about excellence in terms of me right now, having less childcare, being tired, it means how can I do as much as possible that I get stuff done and I feel good about it, but not to a point that I push myself over the edge and feel terrible about myself when I don't get things done. That's the way I think of it. And it's pretty interesting. I made a list this morning of some things that I needed to get done. And I knew that because of what's going on, it was going to be, I was really only going to get to a few. I got to so many more things than I thought I would. And I truly believe that having that positive force pushing me forward, rather than, like I said, that guilt, what's wrong with you? Get this stuff done. If you don't get this stuff done, blah, 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 you're incompetent. I do not think that that would lead me to be as calm 
serene, joyful as I feel right now, even amid the situation. This is something that I am going to, you're going to hear me talk about all the time because it's not easy. If you've been using guilt as your motivator and avoiding or trying to avoid that feeling of guilt or shame as a way to get things done, it's pretty ingrained in your decision making, in your natural instinct. And that's okay. That's normal. So it's going to be, it's going to take time to shift. And I always say this. Changing your inner dialogue and creating some kind of mantra or affirmation around, you know, it's okay if I didn't get everything done. I'm doing the best I can. Or I'm striving for excellence, not perfection. Or I'm going to build a solid, a more solid foundation for my life with self-compassion than guilt. Whatever it is, we have to start training ourselves. Imagine that we're the teacher and we're the student. <laughs> Our intellect is the teacher and our emotions are the student and we need to use what we intellectually want and teach our emotions how to one day, big picture, react instinctively with the self-compassion rather than that guilt drive. I do understand if there are people and I think this is something else. Okay. Operational definitions. Sometimes people define guilt differently it could be for people some people guilt that motivates them is not the toxic self-critical guilt i'm not sure but i think that if you are dealing with the the guilt that is critical and makes you feel badly about yourself i highly recommend stopping to think about it what would you like your reaction to be if you let's say don't get something done or you look around and your house is messy in an ideal world what do you wish your thoughts were that is your mantra or affirmation that you're going to try to teach your emotions if my emotions can react this way then i will intellectually and emotionally be aligned i will want to be self-compassionate and i emotionally will treat myself with self-compassion i'm really really glad that this discussion sparked I think that so many people have that fear. Where will my drive go? And and you don't need to put your drive anywhere. Continue to strive for excellence. Continue to want to be your best self. Continue to want to learn new ways to manage your time, manage your tasks, learn parenting hacks, but do it from a place of self-compassion, not guilt. You'll thank me and you'll thank yourself because you'll just be so much happier. Thanks for listening or watching. And I will see you next week.